I want to talk a little bit about the bond market on this Wednesday, especially following uh, the Fed Beige Book that we just got uh, about an hour ago. Kathleen Hayes, Global Economics and Policy Editor at Bloomberg News, in our Bloomberg 1130 studio. Shall we start there? Shall we start with China? I feel like there's so much to talk about, Kathleen. Oh, boy. Well, let's just hit on some highlights here. First of all, the bond market is uh, lower today in price, higher in yield. The benchmark tenure is down 1030 seconds. You can make that 516 yields at 2.338. About 24 hours ago, it was around 2 point three zero even um, and a couple of really interesting stories first of all yes the beige book and we'll dig down deeper in that in just a moment but widespread labor tightness wages aren't rising and firms aren't reluctant to pass their rising costs if they're seeing them particularly on wages on in prices the inflation conundrum is writ large in the beige book but we know fed officials have said that they are uh, signaled at least that they're on track for more rate hikes even with uh, inflation so far from target and in fact bill dudley president of new york fed said we still think pressure on resources will drive up wages over time and eventually that's going to put upward pressure on in inflation. So I think this is one of the things that the bond market is watching today. We've got now the chances of a rate hike in December at uh, four out of five, um, up from about, uh, what, 70 percent or so on, or 70 percent, yes, on Friday. Anyway, a couple of big data points where the weaker housing starts. Um, but I just think there's, I want to recommend a great story on Bloomberg today. Bond markets, Taylor put signals traders on edge <laughs> over Fed pick, yes. Brian Chapada and Ed Bolingbroke. And basically they're pointing out that there's volatility is just nowhere in the treasury market, but there's been this flurry of activity in interest rate options, particularly one year euro dollar mid-December puts. That's what Taylor put. And the idea is that they're buying them up. Traders are buying them outright to come or to cover short positions after Donald Trump signaled. He really likes John Taylor, who's seen this hawkish. Anyway, it, it, it continues to be, it's just like the scene, it's like we're a broken record. <laughs> I was Wait, Latest thing on the Fed race, latest thing on, on this inflation conundrum. I was talking with Matt Bosler of Bloomberg News, who follows the Fed as well, too, and he's like, you know, we're, we're kind of getting ready for a decision. Let's get that Let's get that done and let's know what's going on. Um, Kathleen Hayes with us. She's going to stay here. Carl Riccadonna, come on in on the conversation. Chief U.S. Economist at Bloomberg Intelligence. We love talking about the Fed. We love talking about the Fed. I am still skeptical um, with respect to John Taylor, Kevin Warsh. How come? These guys are policy hawks. There's a litmus test for the potential next Fed chair, and that is thou shalt not stand in front of Trumponomics. Does uh, does Donald Trump understand how important this position is? He is the king of debt, and he has a very conventional outlook of how monetary policy works. So uh, whether he's focused on the the intricacies of QE, uh, I'm not so sure. Uh, But he understands debt and interest rates, and Mm -hmm. he understands how that throttle works on the economy. So when you're talking to John Taylor and saying, well, according to your policy prescription, rates should have been much higher all along, uh, to me, that looks like something that is going to be uh, weighing on Trumponomics' uh, potential success over the next few years. And I think that that means that uh, he's going to be leaning more towards the policy doves. Right. Uh, and that goes back to then Janet Yellen and Jay Powell, who I think are the clear front runners at this point. I may be wrong. We'll find out. Hopefully Matt Bosler is right and well, we find out in the next week or so. Do we have any idea who's influential on the president when it comes to the Fed chair? Is it Gary Cohn? Is it Michael Kelly? His chief of staff? Like, well, Gary Cohn has recused himself, of course, because he's on the short list. And he did oh, that a couple of weeks I ago. I forgot so, he right. was. Uh, and Steve, I, he's not I anymore, think Cohn is not he may be on the, sh- the the longer version of the short list, right? As, as much skepticism as there is over 
uh, tax policy actually being enacted, right? You don't take one of the guys who's working on the plan and make him Fed chair, well, right? It, then it, you're it only could be further. That Donald Trump is just trying to be respectful of everybody, right. and that's why we don't really know. But I want to put a couple things on the table about um, John Taylor. First sure. of all, he talked to the Boston Fed about this. He said that the uh, Taylor rule was never meant to tie the hands of central bankers. And Charlie Plosser, former Philly Fed Bank president, who is a big advocate of rules, says no. It's it's a starting point. And then you can debate all kinds of things about unemployment and inflation, but we need to have a starting point. And I, to me, that's really kind of what John Taylor's position is. He also said that he's being to said, take another look at the his rule always me, pointed to higher rates. But, but, but John, I, excuse me, Carl, about a year ago. We interviewed him, and he said, I thought, I said, what about rate hikes coming? And he said maybe one or two this year. That was not hawkish, even with the Taylor Rule. One more thing. Remember that book he wrote, First Principles, Five Keys to Prosperity? Limited government. Um, a limited government. He wants to rely on markets. That's where I think maybe Donald Trump finds a kindred spirit in John Taylor. They're both 70 years old. They both believe in markets and free markets. Get the, you know. So I, I think there's, I think you just have to consider that in the mix. And who knows what John said to Donald Trump when he was the White House for the hour where Trump gushed. Right. And that goes back to the point of the litmus test. I think the, the issue is here, uh, you know, Trump is meeting with these candidates. And I have to imagine one of the questions is, uh, you know, if we are moving forward on significant infrastructure investment or tax reform, right. uh, are you going to step on the throat of that by uh, adjusting policy higher? Uh, or are you willing to take some uh, leap of faith on supply side economics and uh, assume maybe the tax cuts have raised the speed limit of the economy and therefore there's less need for the Fed to right. uh, push on that uh, brake lever? And I think, that, you know, the, the answer to that question question uh, very much determines whether or not you will be uh, the next Fed chair. And let's not forget, Fed chair, of course, very key in setting tone uh, and what's to come. But uh, there are other voting members, too, right? Yeah, there's a lot of other voting members, uh, or there will be when the vacancies are filled. There's that. Uh, in the interim, uh, you know, we talked about the uh, uh, likelihood of uh, rate hikes in the December meeting. Uh, I'm not so sure that Chair Yellen is going to have the votes when that meeting rolls around because there's a lot of doves on the committee and a lot of vacancies that make those dovish votes all the more critical. And the Fed is very focused on inflation expectations and inflation itself. And inflation itself has been backsliding since February. Mm -hmm. uh, and so a lot of these doves have said, right. uh, you know, we you know, if we continue to undershoot the target, we could damage yeah. inflation expectations. And those rolled over in the last Michigan sentiment report. Guys, I got to run. We'll continue this, though, <laughs> later in the week. Kathleen Hayes, Global Economics and Policy Editor at Bloomberg News, along with Carwick Adana, our Chief U.S. Economist at Bloomberg Intelligence. Fed talk, always fun. This is Bloomberg.